0: Hello and welcome to the Escape in Japan podcast. Uh, I've been away, uh, sorry it's been so long, but now I'm back and I've got 10 fantastic episodes lined up for you all. And these episodes are going to take quite a different turn to the ones from before, because luckily for these next 10 episodes, I have a guest for each episode. We'll have a different guest and it's going to be a mix of people who have lived in Japan for a while, uh, people who uh, are from Japan or just people who, who are just quite interesting in general. Today's guest is a man called Antonov Khrushchev. Uh, now, Antonov first moved to Japan in the late '80s, and he has lived on and off uh, from Japan uh, and across Europe and the USA for the past 40 years. Uh, Antonov, thank you so much for uh, for coming in today. Thank you. It's uh, it's a, a great privilege to be here. So, Antonov, um, if you could just first tell us a bit about yourself and uh, sort of introduce yourself to the listeners, so they know uh, they know who we're dealing with here. Yes. Of course, uh, my name it is Antonov Khrushchev. Uh, my friends, as uh, as a nickname, they call me AK forty seven because my initials are A and K, and, uh, and my age is uh, is, is forty seven. So uh, okay, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty good, I guess. Um, although I suppose you know, maybe when you turn forty eight, I suppose the nickname uh, might have to <laughs> might have to be retired. Well, actually, I am fifty one. It is a, uh, a nickname I have had for four years now, and uh, I, I don't think it will be uh, will be going away anytime soon. Okay, well, yeah, fantastic. I suppose AK fifty one doesn't quite have the <laughs> doesn't quite have the same ring to it. But um, please, yeah, please, please tell us a bit about yourself and how you first uh, ended up in Japan. Certainly. So in the late eighties, uh, just before the fall of the Berlin Wall and indeed uh, the end of communism i decided to move to uh, japan or sorry uh, japan uh, in uh, in russian it uh, we say Japonia. Um, but i first moved to uh, to japan in uh, 1988 and as uh, as you can imagine it is a totally totally different place uh, then to to how it is now so that's um that's fascinating. Uh, what in what ways is it different now? And uh, if you don't mind me asking where in Japan did you first uh, did you first move to, of course, well, of course, the north part of Japan is very near to Russia, we have a, a border. Uh, how do you say border? Yeah, border, 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 which of course uh, crosses into russia from the sea so it's not somewhere you can easily go by foot but i must confess that when i first went to japan i actually ended up in prison for a number of of, of years in in japanese prison so you actually in you in you spent time in prison in japan yes da, i uh, i did i spent a number of years because as I mentioned, the border with Russia and Japan it's, uh, it, it is by boat, so it can be relatively easy to smuggle things across the border, not perhaps today, but you know a, a time ago in the 1980s and and so on. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, what was it that you were um, you, you were caught smuggling? Uh, well, it's not you know it's not perhaps something that i should you know discuss now because i i don't want people to judge me for the choices i made when i was younger no no not at all it's fine um we just i know we're just curious it'd be it'd be great to know um uh, you know just so we can sort of add to the overall picture of of how it was you ended up in uh, in prison in Japan okay well put it this way there are certain things that are illegal. But there are certain that that same thing could be perfectly legal on its own. For example, everybody, you and I, we both have kidneys. We both have kidneys, just like we have heart and lung and liver. So sorry, <laughs> are you about to say that you were smuggling uh, kidneys back and forth? You were actually uh, uh, smuggling organs across the <laughs> across the border. I'm sure that's not oh well, you know it's not it's not something you know that I am particularly proud of, but yes, indeed it was uh, it was kidneys that were being smuggled uh, from Japan to Russia, Russia to Japan, back and forth. And you know, it was a great time. It was the late 80s everybody wanted kidneys because of course a lot of people uh did not have kidneys back then it was a very strange time and they were in high uh demand so of course there was money to be made but then uh one day of course i was caught and then i was i was sent to i was sent to jail uh, in uh, in hokkaido which is you know the northern part of uh, of japan Wow so goodness me sorry i wasn't quite expecting you to say that you were smuggling uh, smuggling kidneys across the border that's 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 fascinating so um antonov what is japanese prison actually like oh uh, you know it's it's okay it's it's comfortable it is uh, very very different to uh, to russian prison in the russian prison it's very harsh condition it's very you know punishing uh, it's very cold. Not a lot of food. A lot of fighting. But in uh, in the prisons in Japan, it's okay. You know, sometimes they they let you have really nice food. But of course, we cannot use always chopsticks because some people turn turn chopstick into a weapon. And of course. Yeah, I can, sorry to interrupt. I can imagine a, you know, a sort of sharpened chopstick, um, you know, if you tie four together or something. I imagine that would probably, um, probably work quite well as a uh, as a weapon. That this is this is exactly the problem, you know. So so we could not have uh, chopstick, but it was you know it was okay. And during the time I was in prison, it it was also coincided with the rising uh popularity of of pokemon which as as you know is uh, you know one of the most famous uh japanese exports around the world and it was a great time because we we had we had pokemon card we had we had pokemon card in prison and it was almost like uh currency we would oh, okay. So you you'd almost pay for things with with your Pokemon cards. No 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 no. We would not pay with the Pokemon cards to say the guards or in the canteen. We would trade with each other. Oh okay. So essentially, I'm guessing that if a one prisoner had something you wanted, you may swap a Pokemon card uh, for something with them. Is that is that correct? da yes for example uh, one thing very popular in in prison all over the world and believe me i have visited many uh, one thing that is very popular no matter which prison in in which country you are in is to see a uh, packet of, of noodles you know the instant yeah yeah the instant sort of instant noodles da yeah the uh, instant noodles so you know if if my cellmate or perhaps somebody in the cell two doors down from me they might come to me and say AK, i you know i I want to have your instant noodle i say you know go away i maybe give him a slap in face and then he say no no and uh, aka look i have zapdos or you know i have bulbasaur and i just I, I say okay i like bulbasaur i like his stupid little blue face it it really cute and funny so next thing you know ak giveaway instant noodle but ak has bulbasaur wow okay so so pokemon cards essentially a currency between inmates in japanese prisons da da exactly and you know it create a a fantastic system because it means that people, well, at first there was no more fighting because instead of arguing and saying, I will punch you in the face for your, you know, bowl of noodles or whatever, instead someone would say, you can have this for a certain Pokemon card. It was very, very straightforward until, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, you know, did any problems then arise from that? Did people then fight over the Pokemon cards? Da, 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 exactly. So, uh, one day, um, it was a, a, there was basically, there was one inmate, one prisoner who was responsible for the, uh, distribution of, of the Pokemon cards. And, um, we weren't allowed to have them in the packet. We weren't allowed to have them in uh, the paper packet. We were just given the cards quite loose. And then one day, um, the inmate who was called Benny, uh, Benny, that's uh, B E N N Y, Benny. He, uh, he. We realized he was keeping all shiny a Pokemon card for himself, so we went into his cell, um, we took all the Pokemon cards and we shared them amongst ourselves, and Benny, he lost his, uh, out, uh, knee, he, he lost his kneecap, he, sorry, he, he lost his kneecap, duh, he, he could not find his uh his his kneecaps uh both both of them sorry as in someone removed his his knee. ah uh, i mean you know remove kneecaps uh, your words not mine all i say is after after we found he was hiding the shiny uh, holographic cards he spent a lot of time looking looking searching for his kneecaps and saying oh no Oh no my kneecaps are gone where are my kneecaps Okay so I guess um I suppose violence was probably still quite um <laughs> quite prevalent in Japanese prisons despite the initiative of um <laughs> of of yeah moving the uh cards in as a system so um so so how did you then sort of come to leave uh jail So I left Uh, I left and re-entered multiple times. I first left, I was, my first jail sentence was two years. And then after 18 months, I come out, and Mm -hmm. then I walk past, I I moved down to Osaka. And I was in downtown Osaka, and I saw a real-life charmander. A a, a real-life charmander, as in somebody in a costume of of Charmander. Yes, yes, I I saw somebody in a costume of Charmander, but because I had been drinking very, very strange vodka, it, you know, it was not healthy vodka. It was not the healthy stuff that you get in the shops today. It was very unhealthy vodka and it, it really messed with my brain. So I see, uh, I see Charmander walking through Osaka or I say walking he was outside shopping mall and I I pick up a pokeball I sorry a, a pokeball da, a, a poke you know the, the yeah the, the, the balls that you catch the Pokemon with da da, da that's exactly right so I, I picked up a pokeball which I happened to have as a souvenir and I went up to Charmander and i repeatedly repeatedly hit him in the head very very hard until he would not get in the pokeball but he was um un- unconscious uh, okay so essentially what you're saying is you had drunk so much of this um sort of uh, as you put it unhealthy vodka uh that you actually ended up thinking that this Charmander, who was, you know, essentially a human being in a costume, uh, you thought he was a real Pokemon? That, that's, yes, that is, that is what I thought. And then you, sorry, so so you had, you had a sort of copy souvenir Pokeball, and you then were hitting him with the ball, trying to, you know, essentially catch him as one would with a Pokemon. But then he wouldn't get into the ball, so you kept hitting him with the Pokeball, until he became unconscious is that is that what happened that uh, yes that is that is exactly what happened and then before i know anything antonov is back inside japanese prison but this time it was a it was in a different place because you know in before i was in hokkaido which is in north of japan but now it was in southern japan and the conditions were very very different very different i really sort of in what way in what way was it was it different well you know k-pop and j-pop it is fantastic music it is loved by people all over the world it is fantastic but in southern prisons in japan in the late 90s they just play j-pop over and over again until one day antonov could not take the j-pop anymore so i took one of the guards hostage and i i set him in the chair and i force feed him chicken katsu curry over and over and then they stopped playing the j-pop okay so you you essentially took a guard hostage force-fed him uh chicken katsu curry and then they stopped repeatedly playing japanese pop music duh that is that is what happened and then after that you know everyone respect Antonov. everyone respect AK they see me and you know they say good morning which is uh ohio gozaimasu in 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 Japanese uh and uh they were very respectful to me um but sadly this time there were no pokemon cards they were not no pokemon cards were allowed in the jail so as soon as I I, I discovered that I could not get Pokemon cards. I uh, I I escape from the prison, but uh, but as soon as I escape, they, uh, they 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 capture me. About what three four days, and they seek to uh, humiliate me by putting Antonov on on prime time Japanese. Uh, television game show sorry so so they caught you after you'd escaped and then and then once they had caught you they actually put you on a game show on tv that yes this is one of the things they do to teach prisoners a lesson so when you as a, a a westerner as you are watching japanese game show and you think to yourself how do these people agree to put themselves through such uh humiliation it is because the uh, ma- majority of them are escaped prisoners like antonov and it is very 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 difficult to uh, to 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 watch those game shows again w- w- when you know this yeah wow i had absolutely no idea i mean one of the most famous ones um, is Takeshi's castle. Ah oh, yes, Takeshi's castle is is one of the worst because all of the contestants they are prisoner and they and they are forced to smile and laugh and say they are having a good time. But inside uh they're crying. They are they are they are crying. Wow, well um, Antonov, that's actually all we've got time for today. But look, this has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for coming in and giving us a bit of insight into your life and what it's like to be inside a Japanese prison. Um, I'm sure that a lot of the listeners will have plenty of questions. So if you could, um, if, if you're okay, I, I'd love to fire some of those across to you. And perhaps in my next episode, um, I will be reading those out. And uh, and you'll be able to respond to them, and then uh, we can sort of, as I say, give um, you know, give some of the feedback that the listeners have, because I'm sure they have. Uh, I'm sure they have plenty of questions. Uh, would that be okay? That, of course. And I'd like to say thank you for having me. Uh, it's been it's been a real pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Antonov or uh, AK. Sorry, yes, AK. Thank you.